Hello, James here, and welcome to the James Cast. This is the We Will Fix It show with Colin Thomas, and the original version is played out on Podaholics.com. In this version, we have a little bit of the extras that fill into the conversation. I gotta tell you, you're gonna really love it. And we we kick off with a little bit of a chat about, well, Colin's ongoing moving renovation issues. And would you believe months in, he's still got about 40% left. So this is kind of interesting. He walks us through a whole bunch of the things that he's still looking at. And, you know, it, it just it's just a fun romp as always. And with Colin, you never know where things are going to go. And if you're interested, by the way, you might want to check out the James Cast on YouTube to get the museum tour over at EcoServe, or sorry, EnviroServe, when Colin showed up and uh, we walked through the trash electrics that are hanging around over at EnviroServe. You're going to love it, but tune in right now because the We Will Fix It show is nothing but educational, informative, and of course, entertaining. Here we go. This is We Will Fix It with Colin Thomas. <laughs> So I couldn't complain. <laughs> you can always complain, James. I mean, this is one of the problems with your such a positive disposition. That you, you genuinely think that you can't complain. Well, I didn't think there's any reason to complain. What, no, what no, was no, you don't need a reason to complain. You just need to be in the mood to complain. I walked in the office this morning, and um, literally there was a discussion going on about somebody who who decided they'd have extra time off, and that was it. I was done. And I was in the groove inside a second and a half, ready to absolutely let rip. It was only kind of forty-five uh, seconds into that conversation that we actually realised that it turns out she um, she was pregnant, and had, uh, well, she know she'd finished her pregnancy and post-pregnancy was oh, no. still within a forty-five day period. Oh no! <laughs> Oops. Oh. Hey, do we have a ten minutes with Colin today? No, I haven't even thought of anything. But okay. I, I can probably, we can probably work it out quickly. I would okay. Thought. Well, uh, uh, where are we? Uh, what month are we in? October is starting yeah. to cool down. Yes. yes. Why don't we do ACs for the um, for the cool season? Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. We'll do that. And uh, well, you know what? Let's let's uh, think about maybe getting this show on the road. Here we go. Potaholics time. It's the We Will Fix It show coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai, the podcast studio. Colin Thomas is here. I'm here. We're masked up. That's why it's a little muffly. <laughs> I'm muffly at the best of times, James. <laughs> So this is kind of fun because we, we've really branched out in the We Will Fix It show. You were planning to bring in your personal trainer. We're going to do that in two weeks' time. We are. Jack will be on his way. I can't wait. And I think I've met Jack. Really? Oh, yeah, I'm, He's I'm, not Canadian, you know. I know, but I, I did... <laughs> <laughs> I did a men's health thing a few years back and I'm pretty sure he was the guy who was talking to us about nutrition and whatnot. Jack Fawkes. Yeah, maybe it wasn't him. Mm. But I'll, I'll know when I meet him. Yes, you will. <laughs> I've got plenty of videos. The uh, Sensei sends videos, which is very useful. Oh, man. Neat, yeah. neat. But we, we last uh, last time we met was with Dustin. So we did a wonderful podcast, which is up right now. That is the favorite thing that we've done for me. I mean, I was just like a kid in a candy store. I couldn't believe that place. So if you missed the, missed the podcast, go and give it a listen. It's talking Dude. about re recycling a refrigerant gas. And, and more, we're talking about EnviroServe, yeah. but really it was around refrigerant gas. And we ended up at EnviroServe where we did the mega tour. 
that is all live in a podcast. So go and give that a listen. And on YouTube is the very, in fact, there's video of all this. And by the time this goes to air, people will have be, be able to see that as well. Just look for the James cast on YouTube and you'll find it. But there's also a wonderful tour through their ad hoc museum that is up there. And that was just incredible. Just looking at tech and e-waste and what we do with it. Well, I also I couldn't believe how much of it we either recognised or could extrapolate our knowledge into yeah. um, to, to realise where all this has come from. Actually, it wasn't that far-fetched. I mean, we were looking at stuff that was from... We had some from the early 70s, some yeah. from the late 70s, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And which really probably we shouldn't have understood. <laughs> yet, yet we kind of did. When you looked at it and saw its function, it was quite clearly yeah. that, that related to um, to the modern stuff. Well, we're, we're looking at some IBM mainframe stuff. Yeah. We had uh, microfiche. We had uh, tape drives. Enormous mobile phones. Yeah. <laughs> Just incredible, isn't it? The big suitcase ones. And I remember my godfather actually having one of those because he was in effect a traveling salesman oh, really? sort of sailing uh, selling airplanes at the time and um yeah he used to come with one of those whenever he stayed over at ours it was um, it was quite something yeah well so that was a lot of fun like i said and we we got to catch up with dustin what we both realized as we were walking in today was how much knowledge this guy has unbelievable oh, that's, wasn't a, it? that's a canadian for you though I'm going to give you that one. I, I'm going to give you that one because, uh, you know, I've been blagging this all the way along in terms of my knowledge, and um, I've just been found out, thanks to Dustin, because he really did know the processes inside out so it's, where we were getting So it's to. one thing Dustin knowing the process, but I actually got to talk with Robert, who oh, is yeah. the guru of refrigerant gas, and he gave up everything he was doing to get into the refrigerant gas, the Montreal Protocol. This is what drew him in and friends saying, hey, well, do you know anything about this? He moved away from the Caribbean, moved away from scuba diving and got into the e-waste and, and uh, gas cleaning and, 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 you know, refreshing for air conditioning. It's just such a shame I had to actually leave before that, um, that was all done because... It, I mean, it's just fascinating. You know, the, the fundamentals and how I certainly got to know Dustin uh, comes down to the fact that using recycled um, refrigerant gases for us was a natural move from so mm. many different perspectives. But what I always feel in this situation is for mass market adoption of um, these kind of solutions that are better for the environment, there has to be a financial yeah. imperative and um, benefit to doing it and that's exactly what we've got here but it's like the the combination of all of those elements that really you um that you that you really are after yeah so first of all it is cheaper secondly it's better i think that's the one that gets me is the recycled glass gas the clean gas is just better but it's because of the work that they do yeah. in the cleaning process that means that their protocols are a lot tighter than the original manufacturers yeah. uh, use. Which so, is yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy, <laughs> isn't it? So I, we've got lots we want to catch up on, but what we haven't been talking about, and we did this for almost two months, was your move. And then we got into the move, and then there was the move, and then there was the immediate after the move with lots of little things, and you still had lots of workers and tiles and things being done. Here we are almost a month on. We haven't talked about this in a long time. Yes. Where are things at with your DIY home project, which was this mega move? Well, obviously, we're not finished. We're nowhere near. Um, well, what, what, so what percentage do you have left at this point, do you think? I think I've got 35% left. That's not much. That's pretty good. 
Well, okay, 40. Okay. Yeah, it feels, it feels more like 60, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those where you kind of, um, you kind of roll with the process. Yeah. So you, you, where we're actually at is the, the main garden area is almost done. Oh, that's fantastic. So we've now got uh, all of the paving, apart from a little bit, is sorted. The bar is almost being built that turned into an absolute monster. <laughs> We started out at 2.8 meters, uh-huh. and it's now 4.3. Is it is it a shipping container concept again? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. So the bar itself is a solid concrete bar, uh-huh. um, which it, I think will sit 12 comfortably. Wow. Yeah, it's enormous. It wasn't kind of intentional. It's just there was a design flaw initially. <laughs> So someone did the mismeasurement there? Well, no, it was it was an odd one, which is we, we really wanted kind of a flow. So that if you imagine it's an L-shaped bar right. with the main area that was going to be the adult area, and then yeah. we wanted a section which is so that when my niece and nephew come over as well, all four kids have the space to have a lower area ah, okay. on that L-shape. But the intersection between the, the, two, um, the two arms um, that Natalie had drawn perfectly wasn't translated into what oh. was actually built. Oh. And the safest way of fixing it was to extend it quite significantly to uh, solve that problem. Okay. So Hold on, are you just blaming your wife for something? Uh, uh, no, listen back <laughs> to the podcast, James. <laughs> what I actually said was, Natalie did a great job on the design, but the builders got it wrong. Okay. They interpreted okay. it uh, incorrectly. So um, as a result, that was that was that, that extended actually about half a meter. So we were still we'd already gone quite a lot larger than the original intention. Um, but again, it sounds like it was a it was a good extension, though. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, I forgot lots of things, which has been the the, the <laughs> should come as no surprise to anybody who's heard this podcast before. But the big thing that I forgot was for some reason I totally forgot to get the electricians in at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to ask you about that. Do you have it all wired up with sockets and lighting and things? Well, I have provisions are all there. And the only reason I have those provisions is because the office came back to me and said, you haven't asked us about an electrician yet. <laughs> See, they're, they're paying attention as well. Yeah. This, is, this is great. And I had this whole moment. Yeah. And then like, oh my goodness, I should have done this weeks ago. So I got some um, Ronald who's just the most phenomenal electrician that, that, that we have. Now, have I and, seen him? Because one, one of the segues here is, of course, I follow you guys on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Has he made the Instagram role? Because oh, I see, some, sure I see some of the folks on there. And actually, I see some faces that I recognize. And that's the kind of the fun part is what I'm looking at. I'm sure he has. Um, but Ronald is just an absolute sparky genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bless him, I'd shown it to him at the start of the project. And he got a rough idea of where he was. Um, but the real, the real classic was when, um, when he actually got on site. Yeah. And he, he's so used to, I mean, he's worked with me now for, what, seven, eight years, I guess. Somewhere around there. And he's so used to me changing the goalpost that he plans for it in his electrical work. <laughs> so, for instance... Give me I an think, example. Give me an example of what so he's yeah, talking about. This, this, this one was a classic, which was... So, we got the bar. I told him about the, um, the electrics that we need. Yeah. And I totally forgot to tell him that I'm also going to be putting the speaker system that he previously oh. installed in the last place for me outside. I was going to install that in there as well. Yeah. So I went running out, having known that the concrete had already gone down over the channel that he built to be able to get it from the perimeter wall to the bar. I went, you're going to have to pull it up, Ronald. You're going to have to pull it up. I need another conduit line to take the speaker cable because you can't put speaker yeah. cable in the same conduit as electric because you get all right. sorts of interference, as you'd well know. Yeah, I know this. Um, 
And he's like, no, no, don't worry, Colin. It's fine. I've put it in. I was like, oh, man. He's put in some redundancies there. He's got yeah. extra extra conduit in. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, and then I kind of thought, well, because we don't have the aluminium pergola. In fact, I haven't even called anyone about that yet. I must do that. Is that still a plan? You're going to do the... Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're yeah. doing it. Why aluminium, not wood or, or something, you know? Uh, so wood, the wood's an easy one, which is it just takes a lot of maintenance. Mm. Um, in the first instance, I would absolutely love to have Cape Reed um, to come in and do uh, one of their just incredible, you know, these, yeah. are, these are the guys who do um, all the thatched roof um, yep. design. They're just, are you, are you sure you don't need that? Like, I mean, are you going to be disappointed down the road? Don't do this, James. I, I know, but this. you're going to go with the aluminum and then a year down the road, you're going to, I should have gone Cape Reed. Should have just done it and okay. done it right from the start. Right. Brother-in-law has got the Cape Reed. Yeah. And the thing is I've copied everything from him yeah so i think i think you're so far in on the copying you might as well just do the kate reed i think you're going to regret okay. it let's let's tell you <laughs> the level of the copying that we've gone to but, but okay. uh, I, before you tell me but i'm just telling you this is i'm i'm reading anyway, this situation that you almost messed me up <laughs> on the kitchen floor which you said i needed to change yeah. and i was all perfectly fine with it as it was okay i then went home and said you know what babe we need to change this kitchen floor you didn't change it there and she said over my dead body <laughs> so which i said well we're ripping the floor up anyway so at least i've got somewhere to hide it yeah <laughs> however i obviously lost that argument <laughs> and i hate to say it, i hate to say it but she was right oh, yeah, here you go. yeah it would have been it would have been that much dust and we mm, would have thrown mm. in probably another two weeks to the schedule okay. just to get that done and happy with the floor though absolutely fine okay good yeah, i've still gonna oh no generally speaking we'll get back to floors but um you know it's uh, we do have our issues with the floors. so back to the kate reed though you don't think every time you go to your brother's place brother-in-law's place and you see his pergola you're gonna go yeah we should have gone with the kate reed i'm gonna think every time i go to his place why couldn't i have afforded a hundred grand <laughs> that's what i'm gonna think and then i will also look at it again and go oh my god it's lovely so it's this, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to accept a budget. Right. And, That's what, just, and this is the hard part in any yeah. move, in any DIY thing, is there's the home and garden books that you're going to look yes. at and you're going to see people, even if you're, you know, we're in Dubai, but it, you could be in the UK. Here in Dubai, it's even worse. Yeah. Because you see some of these homes from behind the walls through the magazines and you kind of go, oh, I need to have that. Yes. And then you realize... Yeah, but that's, you know, 400 grand above my budget. Exactly. And, you know, I, we've done ridiculously well, obviously, being in the business that I'm in. Yeah. Um, we've done ridiculously well with our money. Um, but I've done a lot of the sourcing myself. So all the tiles have come myself. Oh, um, nice. Which saves an absolute Still happy fortune. with the Dragon Mart acquisitions? Absolutely. Okay. Which is really bizarre because everybody... And I'm probably the biggest proponent of this house, this whole Dragon Mart, don't yeah. go there kind of uh -huh. scenario. But you're always there, so I I'm, am always I'm there. not believing you anymore. Well, yeah, it's fair <laughs> enough, but, but then you, you need to, if you're going to go there, you need to go there with an educated mind. So yeah. you need to know exactly what you're looking at and not just have a suck it and see approach because it right. will bite you and bite you badly. Yeah. So what, the Dragon Mart stuff that we've got has been um, granite, first of all, and a lot of granite, two different granite tiles, um, one which is an unpolished, uh, which has worked out incredibly well. And, you know, you think about the pricing of that. So yeah. the, what I compromised on with that was um, it, it was only a 15 mil tile, okay. which is fine if you're not going to put a car on it. 
Um, but most places will have it as a 20 or a 30 mil mm, as okay. the standard thing that you uh, yeah. that buy. Well, for us, to get it at 15, which is perfectly fine for what we need, I managed to get it down to 48 a square metre. That's which amazing. Is just, yeah, I mean, it would be 75, 80 a square metre yeah. on the standard tile that was available. So finding that and knowing that that was going to be strong enough for what we needed and down-specking there saved us a small fortune. Back um, to the pergola. Oh, we're back on the pergola. Yeah, we? so you're going right. with the aluminum. now. We're going with the aluminum, yeah. And that's still going to be beautiful. Aluminum roofing as well? It's it's like um, the, the, the veined approach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful. It's going to look and nice. Then, what color? Uh, white. It's okay. going to be white and it's going to be high as okay. well, which is critical. Um, because so you're going to put a fan into it as well? well this is why, exactly. <laughs> and we all know what will happen in this environment, which is yeah. as the tallest person in the room... I'm going to have a sherbet or two too many and get very, very enthusiastic and do that whole jump up with hand in the air scenario. And I want to keep my hand. So on that basis, we have to allow for my own stupidity and make sure that, that is plenty high enough. Nice. Um, we've just got the decking that's just gone down. And again, I bought from Dragon Mart, which was an interesting what kind, of, what kind of decking are we using? Okay, so it's a composite decking. Ooh, now, traditional ooh. composite. So I paid a lot of money last time around to get a composite decking. Um, but it shrank really badly, oh. and it also went Hold on a really second. brittle. Do the com- I didn't realize composites shrink. They don't tell you that bit, do they? No. Right. Well, the reason that they shrink is because they're hollow. So, oh. And then, whilst they're UV stable, over time, as the, the composite dries out, because there's a wood element to it as well, Okay. that's where you get the shrinkage. And the I never realized this. Yeah, so Dan, we, 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 to be fair, the, the, there were three that we did at the same time, uh, which is now four years ago, which was Dan's place, my mother-in-law's, and ours. And we did them all within like a month, month and a half, okay. and we did a bulk buy on all of it. All, right. um, all from the same vendor? Same vendor, which wasn't Dragon Mart at that time. Uh, and they said, oh, don't worry, quality, quality, all the rest of it. Yeah, and yeah. Um, no, they were absolutely wrong. Yeah. So mine was utterly shot when I moved out. Um, and Dan's been going through his, which is quite a classic. Going um, through so, it? Yeah, it literally just splinters and cracks really? as he's, he stood on it. And, uh, you know, we obviously had conversations yeah. about diets. Which he, you and he goes do. barefoot a lot, so that cannot be good. Exactly. So, um, and then my mother-in-law's is absolutely perfect. Well, what's the difference? Is her shaded? Yes, exactly. Ah, so yeah. she has the shade over hers. I did in that storm, don't you remember? The 40-minute 40, yeah, yeah. 40 storm job. I'm still proud of that one. And it stayed up. <laughs> um, and so as a result, this time round, um, I'm the guinea pig, but Dan's already jumped. So oh. mine went down and they finished it yesterday. So this time round, what we've gone for is they've started to introduce solid decking. Mm. So that's, that's the kind of stuff they're, they're using at the, the Western Minasiahi. Yes, always been used at commercial, but you could never get hold of it because mm. they couldn't get it to a price point that was sensible. Yeah. So what I've got, and this is always a great one, which is, <laughs> so what warranty will you offer us with that? I can't imagine they're going to give you any, what, a year maybe? Okay, so they'll give you, uh, on the one that we've got, we've got a five-year warranty. Five-year warranty? Yeah, but they're not going to be there in five years. <laughs> in all reality, they're not. But the fact that they're prepared to give you a five-year warranty, even though in all reality you're not going to be able to use it, is, tells me everything. Yeah. You know, at that stage, I'm like, right, mm-hmm. fine, okay, we know that this is solid. It's 110 a square, uh, a square meter, so that isn't insane when it comes to, yeah. um, uh, to even the lowest grade is 70, 75 a square meter. And also, the other thing that we really like about it is it comes with the two sides. You've either got the standard, oh. you know, the grooves, yeah, the yeah. normal grooves, yeah. lengthwise grooves, which we had last time around. And what did, what did you think of using that versus the smooth side? 
Well, it's not a smooth side. The other side has a wood grain on it. Oh, nice. And thank goodness, what they've actually... The problem with wood grains traditionally when done on composite is because the print, they normally keep it quite short. It's really obvious that it's just a print (laughs) and it looks a bit naff. This one isn't the full length. There isn't a repeat on a full length, which is 2.4 metres. Wow. Yeah, so um, I then put a few of these down and Natalie and I obviously had a nice, gentle, considered argument about it. (laughs) And I put my foot down and said, right, on this occasion, babe, we are going to go with my choice, which is the wood grain design. And bless her, for once, she admitted I was right. There we go. Yes. That's I a know. win. I know, absolutely over the moon. So that went down um, yesterday. So now... Now, how, so when you put this down, are you are you still using screws to hold it in place or does it have a locking system? So well, the way this works is, so there's buttons that go down first uh-huh. and then onto the buttons, you basically, you slide and then there is a... Um, almost like a clip with a screw that you screw into ah, the button okay. to hold it in place. Yeah, gotcha. It used to be just a, uh, like a, like a crosswise yeah. um, clip in the same design, but those seem to have stopped now. I think they used to break it uh, occasionally. Yeah. And also, I think also um, the fact that they were shrinking right. means that they were coming out of the, um, the hook on both sides, the mm, bridge on both mm. sides. So, so but it wasn't working. Yeah. So this design I think is a lot more, a lot more effective. And the theory is just down to the fact that because this is solid, I'm hopeful that A, it won't go brittle. Yeah. And secondly, that, um, I'm you know, fingers crossed it won't shrink. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, the warpage is always a question, especially with the heat. Are you going to have sunshades over more of it than you did before? Just went to, actually we went to Ace and spent a small fortune this weekend. So I walked in there with the, the usual, which is let's do a bit of a scouting mission. Uh-huh. Did you have the trailer on the, the patrol as well? So you oh, no, no, no. They do home delivery, so there's no <laughs> point anymore, you know? So in we walked. Actually, we filled the patrol anyway, <laughs> which I wasn't even involved with. So we walked in and immediately they had, oh, this is important, actually. Immediately they had an absolutely stunning teak table. They haven't teak tables for years. Really? Okay. And it seats 10. <sighs> So I then, we've just done an enormous um, patio area specifically for the dining table to go in. You, and you have one though, don't you? I have a stunning one already. Yes, that you that, that we go back two months, three months, you and your father L- and father-in-law. Much longer maybe, than that. that five was. months? That's when no, you... No, no, no. It was way pre... It was last year in okay. about... It seems like August, yesterday when you were stripping it and then you yes, had the chairs exactly. and... Well, I've just done it again. I did the whole lot again. And you didn't have to paint it white? No, I didn't have to paint it. So what I've done is... Um, actually, I'm waiting for that, by the way. I know what's going to happen, so I'm just waiting. Right. <laughs> no, this is what's, what's actually happening now. So yesterday, the new table got delivered at the same time as the new full rotational umbrella, this enormous... Oh, thing. I love... The, they have those at the Westin, again, on that big cement block, and you... It's got a... a Ace, little... Ace Hardware is currently cheaper than Dragon Mart for those. But what, what, what kind of price are we looking at? For? 2000 for that. Wow. Yeah. And it's with the, I love the fact it's got the 360 rotation yeah, as yeah. well, as well as the full slide up metal mechanism. Yes. So instead of it being a whole winder, yeah. which there is one winder part in it, but I think I can fix it. When but that's that great value. I mean, I'm yeah, a, no. I might yeah. have to go and take a look myself. Well, they've got three different versions. They've also got the, the triple umbrella. Have you seen these? No. So the standard umbrella. So it has the one mechanism in the middle, yeah. but they've attached it to two more identical. <sighs> mechanism wow. so you get a much longer approach so it will cover a whole table on the wow. end of it yeah wow. that was a grand 1000 dirhams wow for that so mm-hmm. uh, so those all those arrived yesterday and um the whole lot got built up okay 
Now, do they do they ins- do they unload? But do they also assemble stuff? What? Yes, forty dirhams per item to um, to assemble. Yeah. And I've got that much on at the moment. That I was just like, I know I can, and I know I yeah. will. I just haven't got you know. Time, I, so when I get that the, kind of stuff, money. if they're going to assemble it for me, they're going to put it together. These days, I just say, you know what, you do it. And I I had. I don't remember what the last thing I had delivered. It was probably something from Ikea about a year ago or whatever. And the guy came and I said, you know, I'm looking at it going, I can assemble a flat pack. Yeah. And, and this guy, he says, look, it's going to, whatever it was, 40 Durham's. The guy had all the pieces. He didn't even use the instructions. He yeah. just put it, fired it all out, put all the pieces together, done. He's out of there. I'm just going, you know what? He did it an hour faster than I would have done exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> a total no-brainer. And then you, you know, you have to price up your time. Yeah. And especially if you're busy, like, you know, you yeah. are, it's, um, it's something to be considered. So, um, but the, what that issue has left me with is, as you well know. So I, so I, I got to back up a second. So you went to, I, you went to Ace yes. to spec out some stuff and, and you... I came back with a 10-seater teak table, which uh-huh. actually you can fold down to an eight as well. So what are you doing with your old teak table? Well... The problem was in the move, it ended up uh, being used by all the workmen to put cement on and various other bits and bobs on. So it was in a bit of a bad way. So that was, was it Friday that we went, I guess? And so I've had a couple of days. So I sanded the whole thing down again, and I've got it back to immaculate, absolutely immaculate. And tomorrow it will be going up for sale. Wow. But the nuts thing is, this time of year, if you imagine, we're just at the stage where it's starting to cool off. Yeah. I looked at the pricing of, 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 of teak furniture that's available, and it's insanely high. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to try and get a very large amount of money back for this, and I might just get it, you know? Yeah. So well, Why do you think the price is so high? Is it demand? The fact that there are people haven't been able to ship stuff in? There is so little teak that's uh, available, okay. and it is the only material um, for outdoor furniture where when it goes bad, you can do something about it, yeah. and you can get it back to original, if not better. So I think teak just works exceedingly well for, for outdoor furniture as a whole, and people recognize that. Yeah. And in a way, you know, that extra little bit of patina, rather than it being dead, the extra patina that you get from having sanded the whole thing back and, um, and then refinished it yeah. um, is great. So I did, uh, I did the table and the six chairs, so all of that's been redone, uh, re-teaked, uh, teak-oiled it. So it, does, it looks absolutely immaculate now, and it'll, nice. be, uh, it'll be for sale tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. So you got the table, you got the umbrellas. What else did you score at Ace? Uh, so we then got, we got some kind of growing unit. So growing really, unit? You got a little hydroponics going down I was, here? I was busy doing the, at that time, I was busy sorting out the umbrella and yeah. the teak table. And then I noticed that, um, that Natalie is pushing one of those, you know, the flat trolleys. Yeah. You know, when you're getting serious, you get that, a flat trolley. Yeah. When I see those, I'm going, that's, that, that, that's always what I say. Yeah. Serious, serious purchases are happening. So at that point, I'm obviously just trying to work out this order with the, the <laughs> excellent gentleman, Ace Otter, actually. He was um, very, very helpful indeed. I mean, and usually I get a decent guy there. I, I yeah, mean, they, they seem to be, they, there was a lull for a small period and I, I think they've more. upped their game. Absolutely agree. And that, that's always the thing, even back home, which would push me to go not, you know, maybe to a Renault Depot, maybe to a Home Depot, maybe, but I'd, I'd, I'd often defer to a home hardware yeah. because I'd, I want the guy who knows what he's doing or go to the, you know, the, the, the Home Depot on the day when the tile setter's there or whatever. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I tested this because once I knew that that um, serious um, the, the serious trolley was being used. I, I thought, I'm staying out of the way of this, otherwise this is going to go very badly wrong. 
So I thought I'd go and have a look at drills. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. if I've got a bit of free time, I'm going to go and have a look at a drill, aren't I? Yeah. You know? did, did, tell me you bought one. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Were you and close? Was, uh, no. Oh, okay. I, it was a test of their guys and see oh, what their, okay. their knowledge level was like. And? Exceptional. Oh, really? Okay. And it wasn't even brand specific. So initially I thought, oh, he must be from one of the brands. And you know how they yeah. masquerade in the stores. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you need the Makita, sir. Oh, what about this Makita or that Makita, for instance? Yeah. So I then pushed him cross-brand to see what would happen at that moment. Anyway, bless him, no, his knowledge was great on all. So he was an ace employee. Wow. Yeah, it was great. So he's really playing around good. with the drills. He's, he's using them. He's reading the books. He he's knew the, yeah, he knew the Newton meters. He knew the amperage. And nice. All the stuff that I would need for a purchase decision as a customer, he, he had the knowledge on, which was wonderful. So, um, yeah, so that was really, I mean, I'd love doing that. I can do that all day, every day. <laughs> I know it's extremely geeky, but when you show me some hardware, I'm, I'm all over it, without a doubt. So that was lots of fun. And then I got back to find this. So I don't know how to explain it. I think it's more of a planter. So it's basically... Okay. Uh, like white on legs, uh-huh. right? We're, and then we three bags of potting compost. So that was that 150 liters of potting compost that we needed for, for some reason. Um, and then something to do with the kids are going to grow things, but I'm not too sure what they're going to grow because I don't get the hang of anything other than tomatoes. Tomatoes uh-huh. I get. Everything else, why? <laughs> no? Oh, but we've got pretty yeah. plants. Yeah, they're going to die as soon as you put them outside. As yeah. soon as you move them out of that planter, we're done. Yeah. Now, tomatoes, you could start them in there, and we've got a chance. And I've got a friend of mine who's doing that right now with mm. his kids. Mm. And he showed me a lot the pictures of last year's, and I was like, wow, that many tomatoes that yeah. you could get. Yeah. But then I think, I mean, again, I've got no experience of growing tomatoes, and I'd have thought they'd need quite a lot of nutrients. Not really, actually. Really? Yeah, you can, you know, the old bag of potting soil, maybe a little bit of compost, uh, Boom, you're done. We've done it in pots. We've done it for years. We grew extensive amounts of tomatoes. So we were pretty happy. And um, he was telling me, try and keep it kind of half shaded and yeah. half, yeah. half sun. Yeah. But the heat doesn't kill them here. No, right now, the heat is getting to the perfect point to be growing them. It's just, this is the high end of heat. Once it lowers down just a little bit, Gee, perfect. So this is a good time. To, if you're going from seed, excellent time to plant them. Once it's down to 35, 33, you're perfect. And then, then it only goes lower, right? And the highest you're getting is 28, 30. You're fine. 38, not so fine. <laughs> right. Well, the other side of it is, whenever we try to go from seed in the past, we've had an absolute nightmare. Yeah. So maybe we go down to Warsan and yeah. cheat slightly. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm trying do to think. Do so we were there this weekend. It's it's really changed. Oh, it's it's so much larger than it's uh, even from last year. There's more shops there. There's more more variety. First time I've ever been at one of the nurseries, and they actually have female uh, sales agents. Wow! I've, I, usually it's the guys who are doing everything. They, but you normally go to the municipality one across the way. Yeah, I go you? to both. Okay. I go to both. And uh, so I was at Warsan, and I'm thinking I didn't see a whole bunch of tomato plants yet. Now, either I miss them or they haven't come yet. And I'm thinking it's just on the cusp, so anytime. That's not a bad thing, though, because it basically means we can get the kids to have a hunt for tomatoes. Yeah. Knowing that they're probably not there is, is yeah. almost a benefit. I think they're, you know, like I said, I, I didn't see a lot of that kind of, I didn't see a lot of herbs and things out yet. Yeah, I saw okay. some of the, the bedding plants. Yeah, yeah. But it could have just been where I was. It seemed to me that there was, there was more to come. Okay, so maybe, I mean... Um, mind you, it's half term, which is the ideal time to do yeah, it. Yeah, so it might be worth going and taking a look, but yeah. they might they might be coming out. Okay. And and things there change weekly, so yeah, that's a yeah. good one. 
That's okay. a big one. We'll, but we'll test that. And the, the city nursery, they might actually have some of that stuff because I don't, the vegetables, I don't know, but they've yes. just got some great plants. I mean, I love going there. Me too. And we've got quite a lot to do because we've got, um, we definitely need bamboo. Um, I mean, see, I've never planted any bamboo. Well, it's quite dangerous to plants. Apparently, it, it, it goes almost weed-like at the speed Even here. of growth. Apparently, yeah. Okay, maybe I need so, to get- but I, I kind of really like the look of it. <laughs> I like the idea too. Yeah. And also, you know, I, I want that Crocodile Dundee moment with the really yeah. big, you call that a knife? This is a knife and I need to be wading through the garden, chopping as I go. That's the plan. With the kids, obviously, right by yeah. me as I'm flinging around a big knife. Speaking of all uh, that, we're, we're still talking about Ace, but speaking of all that, yeah. the safari park's open. I heard. I'm, yeah. I'm even, you know, my, the wife and I were saying, I think we got to go and give it a look because it, it's really close to our place. Yes. So even from just a navigating there, drive out, take a, take a left, take a right, take a right into the parking lot, drive out of it, take a, take a right, take another right, take another right and you're home. So I'm kind of going, this is really well placed for me. <laughs> well, on top of that, I heard a review from one of the British dads okay. um, this week, which was all positive. Okay, they good. They seem to really sort it out. Well, it's been closed for two years, right? Yeah, yeah. But apparently, they've um, they've got uh, lots of cooling fans everywhere. Okay, good. Uh, which really helps. So the fact it's slightly early isn't necessarily too much of an issue. Mm. The animals apparently are all extremely engaged and appear to be in, in really great health. How could they not wonderful. be? They've they've transferred so many of those animals from the zoo. Yes. To this this bespoke facility that's huge and, and a couple of years to bed in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's, but you know it what? I'm, like they've got it right now. And what I'm really looking for is the alligator park because it appears to be done, but I, it's not open yet. So I'm okay. And that is on the back side of the safari park, but on the other side of whatever that road is called. So maybe there's Tripoli and there. Well, you were just in Murdoff. Yes. When you take the turn, when you're going on that road that's coming up from Festival City, what's so you've got, Well, you've got Alcale that is the start of it, but I don't know when you branch... Um, well, do you branch off? Yeah. Because you, that then goes towards um, Charger. So I think right. that just keeps going. So I think it's got it, a different name, though. No, it isn't. It's Alcale. No, it's, it's definitely Alcale all the way. Alcale all the way? Yeah, because if you remember, when you turn off the goes 311, in f- it tells you Alcale oh, Road is okay. the point with the E44. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Alcale Road, just as you're going towards the, the you know, going to hook up onto the 211, I guess. 311. 311. On the left-hand side. So you've pat, you're into, you passed Murdoff. Murdoff, you know, the, the Garhoob is on the left. Yeah. Uptown School is on the left. The new Union Co-op is on the right. Next overpass is where the, the uh, crocodile park is. Is that going to be a separate attraction? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Whole separate oh, thing. I thought it was all part no, no. one and the same. No, no. Whole different place. It's, it's, oh, it is. It's, in a, it's in a different location. Yeah, yeah. It's literally right, it. right beside Mushroof Park. Oh. Which Let's would, hope nothing escapes. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'd be straight at one of those little teapots. <laughs> I, I've, I've been watching them put this thing together, and there's quite a moat around it's it's designed really well like if, if something could ever get out which i can't imagine but let's just hypothetically say Wait some a second alligators can swim can't they <laughs> yeah but, but there's a so wall I'm there's a moat in nothing. a wall there's a moat in a wall they're not climbing they're not climbers we've all wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we've seen those videos where the uh, the crocodiles <laughs> go right up on the tails don't they with the guy with the bait <laughs> The, the one that you've got to worry about is bears. And this is the one, because not only, and there's no bears here, but back in Canada, not yes. only are bears fast, yeah. but they climb. <laughs> so I saw a brilliant video today, which was of a bear that had got into, obviously some kind of rural-esque um, uh, location. And it was, it was looking in, into somebody's car. Oh, no. 
and then it, it, it hit its paw on the door handle, which was obviously open. Yeah. Accidentally opened the door, <laughs> saw something inside, climbed in, and the door closed behind him. Oh, no. Can you imagine if you came out to your car in that? Your car's done for. <gasps> it's absolutely, that's it. How done for. Isn't it? And how are you going to get it out? you got to get the game warden out there to then you know, lure it out into a cage so you can move it. Oh. But you have no car anymore. It's yeah, not car, just an interior. Do you think the be... insurance covers that? <laughs> I'd love to see the clause that excluded it. That would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? Oh, man. So, so back to uh, back to Ace, did you leave with anything else? You got the planter, right, the so hydroponics. We got, uh, we got planter. Uh, the kids needed two cactuses. Didn't work that out. Okay. Um, see, I, I would get those at Warsaw. No, not at Warsaw. I'd get those at the municipal nursery. No, this was a bribe so that oh. they, we could stay at Ace Hardware and finish what we needed to finish. Okay. So hence they got they got one each. I didn't even looked at them since. And uh, <laughs> what else? We got the potting compost and... There was something else that was in the bag that I never really got my head around. I think mm-hmm. it, 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 you know, it's probably just a small child or something. They just have some good stuff there. I mean, that's <laughs> the other side is I'm, and, and I'm, I'm always, I'm really keen on a Traeger. I really, I really like a Traeger barbecue. Uncle Al has one of those. In fact, you know what my Uncle Al does for a living? I mean, you know how much time we've invested on this program talking about washing and, and, and pressure washing? Saskatoon pressure washer is my Uncle Al. Oh, man. He's a pressure wash expert. Hey, interestingly enough, I'm about to pick up a second-hand pressure washer, oh. which is an odd one. So hold on. You've, you've got you've got the cra- the Craker ones. You've got the... Don't you have so the I've one that's the, full motor, you know, full gas engine one as well? I've got a gas engine one, hmm. and then um, I've also got the uh, the K7 Karcher. Oh, um, but both of those are owned by the company. Okay. And, you know, in all truth, I've kind of given them back because I thought a year and a half of (laughs) borrowing them from the company was a bit of a a little bit too much to be honest so especially when they need them it's like oh yeah do you know where that one is no no, I've got no clue I have absolutely no clue where it is in my garage Um, so I did I gave those back when we moved and um, and then I suddenly saw online this IPC which is like a it's a commercial unit um, but it's for peanuts, and it's very second-hand. But I know you can't break them, because I've seen them on commercial yeah. jobs. And um, I said to Natalie, look, <laughs> I know it looks terrible. However, this is the Ferrari of the pressure washer world. And then she said the immortal words of, don't be ridiculous, you don't need a pressure washer. <laughs> At that point, I was sold. It is a definite done deal. So actually, the conversation needs to start today to work out whether or not A, it's still available and B, when I go to pick it up or mm. send somebody because yeah. just, I've got to have it. And that one is like a, um, uh, somewhere around a 3000 PSI. So, oh man. Yeah, yeah. So that's proper. A- <laughs> so if you think about it, we've now put down so much paving and um, we have plants in there as well. And when yeah. you water the plants, it puts all yeah. gunk all over it. So we need I, a pressure need, washer. I definitely, and you know, for the new, uh, the new decking areas, well, yeah. we obviously need a pressure washer. Nice. So I just think it has to arrive and, um, you know, it's going to be one of those ta-da moments and she's going to be really impressed that actually I solved the issue that she didn't realise that she had. And then, um, you know, she'll go, well done, husband, you're so wonderful. And uh, Uh and we'll we'll sail off into the sunset. That's how it's going to be, James. So what's left of the house to do? You've got, you said you got about 40% left to do. Yeah, so... Um, a little bit of the outdoor stuff, as you said. You still got your, your pergola to finish and, yeah. and stuff and the bar to finish. What, what, what else is left? Anything inside? So, yes, 20 tiles that are underneath the dining table that we harvested for other areas. Uh-huh. Um, now there are another three areas that have come up. 
So I've got about another 30 tiles, which I think I've got enough for okay. in that one area. So we'll then lift from the dining area and then use those, fix the other areas, and then we need to do that whole dining area. And I've got to decide kind of how we're going to do that um, and which of the options we'll go with, whether or not to retile it mm. or alternatively go with... Um, Shag carpeting. Shag carpeting. You Except you got the dog. Change, but for some bizarre reason, that hasn't come to the top of mind. He'd eat the carpet. You know, it's not even. That wouldn't last a morning. That's that's so late seventies, isn't it? The old shag carpet. Yeah. Actually, my mother-in-law's just bought the most seventies rug that you've ever seen in your life. I'm like, you, you're going to get static off that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't listen to this, man. Otherwise, I'm done for. I'm absolutely done for. Um, but uh, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking whether or not we go with um, some kind of click system or oh. um, alternatively shove vinyl on it. Or What about just putting more tiling down, some ceramic? Well, the issue with that is because the uh, the, the, the tile glue, which in effect yeah. is like cement is underneath, yeah. I'm going to have to just jackhammer the whole lot to be able to get it off effectively, yeah. Yeah. which is just the noise and the, the hassle yep. of that. So the question mark is, is uh, whether or not I can just get to a flat surface and put something floating down on top mm. of it, mm. uh, which might be just a better scenario for that. So or alternatively, I might just um, uh, lay a screed down over the top of it and be done with it that way. Yeah. So there's decisions to be made there, but it makes sense to fix the other areas first, uh, without a doubt. And we've got lots of niggles, James. I need to go back around it. I've got a whole load of ceilings that need redoing. <sighs> Almost all the bathroom ceilings need redoing. And then we'll make a decision as to whether or not we're going to redo any of the bathrooms themselves. Mm. We've got um, the odd kind of niggling AC issue that's still with us where we just need to change panel control boards out because yeah. there's like some controllers are, are stuck at kind of 22, 23, which is all right but it's just a little bit irritating to um, uh, when, when it gets a little bit too hot. Yeah. So there's, there's just, it's almost like the niggles list now that's going to take absolutely ages and a whole load of DIY as well of um, just pictures up and all that kind of stuff. And Natalie's even bought these climbing men. Have you seen these? No. Right. So these are like nine-inch acrylic guys that are all in different climbing oh, okay. poses. Yeah, and yeah. then they're on ropes. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. So I've already, I've already done uh, 20 different canaries in different colours that I, I kind of angled up the wall. They're designed to work as like a, initially as a coat hook section before they uh -huh. kind of start flying off up the wall is the idea. And actually it looks really good. She did very well on that. The climbing men though, she kind of, I was fine with them as a, uh, like a single, um, almost art installation. I was all good with that. And I thought they looked great. But she's starting to want to kind of play around with them and put one in different locations around the boat. And I'm kind of not feeling it quite so much. So, mm, mm. you know, it's kind of useful when you're the <laughs> DIY guy in the house. Because if you don't like the idea, you just put your foot down. Oh, I haven't got time to be able to do that, unfortunately. And you kind of hope that that idea is going to change over time. Yeah, are you ever worried that your, that your wife is going to take up the DIY herself? She's done that before. It's an utter disaster. Okay. And, um, and then she then knows that the, the, the job of fixing it is going to come back to me anyway. So she's yeah. going to have to admit what she's done. And on that basis, normally she will resist. Yeah. And it also means she can give me a huge amount of grief for not doing it, which is always, <laughs> always a positive. But I'm, I'm going to try and package it because we're just starting to get out of peak season now. Mm -hmm. and I think in a couple of weeks, I'm probably going to get some guys free. So if I can package it to get um, some efficiency into the work that we need to get done, then yeah. hopefully 
it will be easy enough to get the boys in and maybe I'll work alongside them and do some of it and get them to do some as well. Sounds fun. Sounds yeah. fun. Which leads us wonderfully into... Ten minutes with Colin. Because as you were saying, this is the time of year when you've got to start thinking about your ACs and you've got some issues. Yeah, it's an interesting one here because it's exactly the opposite of what most people would think, which yeah. is, oh, we're coming towards the end of the hot period. Why would I be thinking about my ACs? Yeah. And it's more from a, an efficiency perspective. So we've spoken before about the efficient times to actually service your ACs. And it makes sense to keep an AC reliable on a traditional split unit, you would need twice a year. Hmm. Now the times to be able to get twice a year to work effectively are just as it starts to get warm. So you're looking at February, March kind of area and this period now. And what that will give you is basically a recovery from anything that you've had over the summer with enough time for, most people are still using their ACs. Yeah. So you're still gonna- I still got mine on. Yeah, so you get a couple of months of that efficiency that you need um, before the winter season comes in and if you're irrigating the cost of your um, of your uh, DWA bill will, will, will move more in that kind of direction. So really now is the most efficient time. Now, just if you think about the, the next few weeks, so we're going to be going into late October, probably early November. That's the time on the whole when you're going to get companies that are looking to extend their season yeah. and therefore to extend their season, they'll go, you know what? I'll offer you a bit of a discount now because we've come out mm. to peak and I still want people that are, uh, that are there. If you're on early season, the aim of the uh, of the industry is, okay, let's get the season underway as quickly as we right. can. So they'll offer a discount there and a discount here. As soon as you go in peak season, which is any time when it's particularly hot, they're going to be, anyone who's any good is going to be absolutely jam-packed full. So if you time it effectively, A, it's the perfect time to get the efficiency from your ACs. And secondly, it will give you the best chance of getting the best price for, for the work that you need doing. And when you go to turn the back on, it's going to be ready to go. It should be. There are issues with that as well, because oh. again, with a split unit, you've got half of that unit which sits on the roof. So whether you're using it or not, it's still going to get dirty. Mm. But again, you've, you you know that from a mechanical perspective, it will be in, in decent condition. Might just need that another clean, as we talked about in that February time, which is when people would normally start to turn them on. But it's giving you that balance. So the maximum balance that you can get, and most effective balance of twice a year to keep your units reliable, and with the maximum efficiency so that you've cleaned it once, just before the season starts, and then the second clean comes before it goes cold again, so you get the benefits of that, and it's under warranty during that period as well. There you go. And then you get through the winter um, effectively also. There we go. And that's what we call... 10 minutes with Colin. And that might be the shortest one we've ever done. Yeah, exactly. See, the 10 minutes, the 10 minutes thing, I got, I'm always overwhelmed. I don't think it's ever been 10 minutes, has it? It's usually a lot longer. So this time we got it in. If I was professional, we'd have one of those clocks on the desk, wouldn't we? Where yeah. I, I'm pressing the button. I go, oh, right. And then you'd count me down. You'd give me that 10, 9, 8. But maybe we could do that in terms of minutes rather than seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Sounds like the way to go. Hey, I, I got one more to, to fire off at you, and and this is going to be it. And I got to say, I'm really looking forward to our our next uh, next meetup in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, when when it's too. not just we will fix it, it's we will fix it and you. Yes, we will fix you as an individual because it's a process that I'm going through live right now, and it's been absolutely fascinating, which is incredible. I mean, that's that's a really good thing to hear when you're yeah. happy with the new diet, when you're happy, in, and when you start to see the visual and feel the visual things. Yes. 
that that's that's pretty that's pretty good. But the reason I, I wanted to bring Jack in is it's so radically different to what's currently been offered, yeah. which is I don't want to meet up with somebody who's extremely fit to go and do personal training for an hour and a half because exactly. I'm not really going to stick to it. Yeah. What I need is somebody who is empowering and gives me the information to make the decision and make it work for me. And that's really the different approach that Jack's doing. So I'm really looking forward to that chat as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. One last quick one. You're going to love this is I met up with a friend and she was showing me her great toolbox and she's uh-huh. got a great tool bag and she's got, you know, I, I saw the titanium hammer finally. Nice. It's really a titanium end. It's and I looked at it and I said, that's a roofing hammer, isn't it? And she said, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is a roofing hammer. And I said, oh, that's, that's a nice hammer. I don't, you know, I, don't like I love it. one piece hammers. I'm, yeah. I'm totally into one piece now. So it's, it was kind of neat and you could change the head. There's a little, Oh no, that's different to what I've got. So you the, literally the very end head part, you can change it out with different things on it. So oh, crikey. Or, as in you can have a saw, you can have a solid surface. You can have a knurled surface. You can, it's, it's very impressive. So it will give you something like, um, it'll operate like a wooden mallet as well. Yeah, so yeah. much softer. Effect. Oh yeah. You can put all those things on. Wow. But the interesting one thing was, as we went through the entire box and I'm seeing all sorts of just, it's a bag actually, but I'm seeing all sorts of just impressive tools. It yeah. is, it's the essential tool list no measuring tape and we've got we're sort of looking so where's your measuring tape yeah, See, I, don't, I don't have one that, i didn't get one that is an interesting one isn't it because um, for measuring tapes um, for me we did a promotion what three years ago where we gave everybody oh, like right. a, a a bag of loads of different bits and bobs that you need the essentials and one of those things was a measuring tape yeah. obviously because we were doing the best part of a thousand of them they it wasn't the best quality um, uh, that was out there but they work great yeah. so i've got them all over the house <laughs> So, which is good which, because you, it's, it's, it's amazing actually that I, when we think of things, we think about when you're putting together tools, oh, yeah. I'm going to get some pliers. I'm going to get some, you know, vice grips. I'm going to get a chisel. Maybe I'm going to get a hammer. I'm going to get a mallet. And then, and, and we don't necessarily think of how often we need to measure stuff yes. and Imperial or in metric yeah, 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 and how long is the measuring tape? Inevitably you're using a measuring tape that you get so far and then you realize, yeah, I need another two feet. That, which is a pain. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you need to find like, that happy medium. Yeah. So basically, they come in three main sizes, which is three meters, five meters, and normally a 7.5. Those are the kind of three sizes that right. are normally there. So five meter is normally the standard that most people would have. Uh, I've got obviously a 7.5, and then I've also got a big, long, um, yeah. long run one for, for exterior work as well. Um, but uh, I normally use just the, the five meter. And, and, mm. and you can normally, when you're measuring, especially if you're around the house, you can normally get a point which yeah. is whether if you're measuring on floors i use like a tile break yeah so that if i do need to go further i'll literally use that tile break take the, the measurements are there and then start again with the tape yeah. measure at that point exactly for, for ease so it's an easy workaround on the whole when you've got five meters to work with um but again you know it, it depends on what you're looking for the biggest thing when it comes to uh, tape measures for me is actually care they're a real health and safety nightmare especially the aluminium ones mm. which is they're, they're normally the recoil is quite dramatic yeah. and the the tape itself can be quite sharp so the number of injuries that i see from uh, from our guys who are using tape measures day yeah. after day after day where they just haven't paid attention and they've got either sliced a finger or yeah. or um or worse is um is quite amazing we had one guy a couple of years ago who thank goodness he had his safety specs on because he had a gash right the way oh, down no. his face from it we we're like gee whiz and we inspected his uh, his tape measure and it wasn't defective it was it, it just was 
he was just just had a good recoil yeah just unfortunate with it and he let go of it at full length so yeah. you got that full acceleration <laughs> as it as it came across yeah. so you need to be really careful and imagine it. if you got small kids around that's it you're going to take off an arm exactly so yeah. you do need to be really careful with them um, to say the least yeah. the different types you've got you know magnetic yes they kind of are, are useful uh, but then i've never owned a magnetic one i keep thinking i need a magnetic one well, mine's just got the old regular aluminum hook or steel hook on the end. Yeah, but all it is is literally just the, the two little magnets that you would get okay. on, on any little item that they put onto the, <laughs> the, the metal hook on the end. All right. And, I mean, it's really no different. I mean, I've, I've got that on my 7.5, and yeah. I can't say I really use it that often. Mm. Um, but th- that's great. But then the, the other ones, which are, uh, so the exterior ones are normally uh, material-based. Yeah. So you roll it out on, on the yeah. um, on, on the roll, and, um, and away you go from it's there. Like, it's like PE class with the long jump measuring. Yeah, yeah. But then there's some real benefits to that in a way, because especially if you've got kind of a complex um, uh, shape that you need to measure, rather than it being in just 2D, if you need to uh, go around things as part of the measurement, those work really, really well. So it's kind of kind of a difficult um, a difficult combination um, as to as to what to go with. But you know, it's one of those where you're not always going to get the perfect item, and yeah. you can normally make things work. So for me, um, I, I, I much prefer quantity of measuring tapes over mm. quality. So in our house, I've probably, I don't know, we've probably got 10 or 15, I think. <laughs> it's not, you open a drawer, there's going to be a measuring tape. You can guarantee it. And Natalie keeps three just in one kitchen drawer. She, she's got the whole range, come think about it. Wow, planning ahead, isn't it? So I always know that, that set's going to be there. And um, and again, Stanley's a great brand for these. Really, hey, that's, really that's my go-to. I yeah. seem to have all, I, I always seem to gravitate towards Stanley products. So. Yeah, well, it's interesting with the Stanley products because it used to be when um, when I used to work with my dad in, in the garage back home in, in Lancashire in the UK it used to be everything was Stanley right. it was just a given that's it and spanners everything everything and he's got he's got all of that stuff still now and hardly anything has ever broken yeah. it's just been incredible but then Stanley understood that they were getting to the stage where they were priced out of the uh, the, the average yeah. handyman yeah. Um, and they were getting to a price point where they were almost niche mm. so they, they have changed their ranges now and some things are better than others in my opinion and um, so yes I use them for different bits and bobs but, but not others it's yeah. an interesting one there we go Colin I hate to say it but I think it's time that we uh, start thinking about wrapping up for yet another podcast this has been a lot of fun another one yes we've caught up and we we had quite the chat yeah. and and i'm looking forward to the we will fix you podcast coming up in uh in a I little like while that. yeah you want to find out more about what we're doing very simple potaholics with a k at gmail.com is how you can send me an email www.potaholics.com very easy to see this and hundreds of other podcasts that are out there we will fix it and essential maintenance are where you can find colin and the crew And this is coming to you from the Rove Hotel, downtown Dubai's podcast studio. We'll do it all again real soon. Keep sharing the podcasts.